Welcome to Beyond Better, a podcast that explores a simple but profound idea. We all deserve to live lives we love, and that includes our work lives too. I'm Stacey Ennis, an author and longtime location-independent entrepreneur living in Portugal with my family of four. Join me as I talk business, location independence, writing, travel, and so much more, all focused on building a life that is beyond better. Welcome. I am so excited today to get to bring on Robin Bethel, who is not only a dear friend of mine, but a talented editor, ghostwriter, book coach, and all things words. And we are going to talk all about essentially what it's like to work with a ghostwriter. We'll talk through what ghostwriting is. We will talk through the process of working with a ghostwriter. We'll help you think through whether it's a good fit for you. And so I'm really excited about this conversation and how educational, informative, and fun it's going to be. So let me introduce Robin Bethel. Uh, by reading her bio, and then I'll officially welcome her to the show. Robin Bethel is a ghostwriter, developmental editor, and writing coach who I've worked with for over 11 years. I feel like that should be 12. I think we're nearing the 12-year mark. She specializes in memoir and books centered on leadership, transformation, and spirituality, and loves walking with authors through the incredibly meaningful journey of bringing a book into the world. She lives in Boise, Idaho, with her nine-year-old son and a one-year-old coonhound puppy. Welcome, Robin. Thank you. So excited to get to talk with you today, and we're, we're go- going to dive into the core topic of ghostwriting. But first, I would love for you to share a little bit about your writing backstory and what led you into the work that you do today with authors. Sure. Well, I feel like what initially brought me into it was just a sense of being such a big reader. As a child, um, I was a kid who would go to the downtown library and return home with bags of books, you know, like at least two or three overflowing. And uh, then I would nestle in by the heating vents and just spend all weekend reading. And that lasted throughout my childhood. I then, I think probably about 21, I started to have a sense that I might want to write. Um, As a kid, I wrote short stories and things, but kind of in that different, more adult way, like maybe I could do this, but then I still, um, I didn't approach it like how I do now. I intended to be a children's librarian and I was about to go get my master's to do that when then you pulled me into editing when you were working on your first magazine. And uh, I felt I had a real affinity for the work. I enjoyed it and I seemed to be pretty good at it. And so I rerouted and instead of being a children's librarian, I decided to go into editing. From there, I did some copywriting. Um, I was associate editor at the Sam's Club magazine, Healthy Living Made Simple with you when you had your time there. And, um, but mostly it's been manuscript editing throughout a long arc of that. And at some point, it felt like the natural extension was to move into ghostwriting. And then in ghostwriting, I found this fusion of things. It spoke to my adult self who felt like writing was how I was meant to move through the world, excuse me, through the world. Um, It kind of touched into my five-year-old girl's desire to be a movie star because it is really like putting on another's voice and acting in that way. And also my uh, adult 
self's desire to deeply connect with people. So it's been a really lovely combination of things. I love that. And I, it resonates with me so much um, in my own journey, just thinking, you know, I wanted to go into writing and I almost took a ret comp rhetoric and composition masters, which would have led me into being a college professor. But then I knew I didn't want to do that, but I didn't know exactly like, how could I do this writing thing? And like, also, you know, have a, have a, a good healthy income and like have freedom over my schedule. And um, it's interesting, right? Ghostwriting and some of those other pathways that you and I have decided to take, they really do offer that ability to marry that that innate love and the developed talent, um, and, and really show up and do it professionally, which is so cool. So you describe you have this quote um, that that I took from you, and you said you describe the beauty of giving shape to what's inside you with a book. I want to say that again, the beauty of giving shape to what's inside you with a book. And I just love the way that that's said. What do you mean by it? Can you explain that for our viewers and listeners? Sure. Um, Well, I feel like each of us has this really stunning, inherent goodness and beauty inside of us. And we each have our own gifts. And these gifts flow from all that's inside. Um, There's a David White quote that I really love that um, hopefully I get it right, but a line from his poem, uh, What to Remember on Waking. And he says, to be human is to become visible while carrying what is hidden as a gift to others. And I feel like that line speaks to what I mean as well. Um, A book, certainly not the only way to extend what's inside of us out into the world, but it is a really beautiful way to kind of make it known and bring it forward. Yeah, I love that. And I I know we both align with this idea that everybody has a book within them. I think Mm -hmm. where people get a little stuck is that the question of, yeah, but will anybody want to read it, right? And so Mm -hmm. we tend to work with clients who have a book that fits into a bigger vision for impact. They have, you know, a business goal or they have a brand goal or they have a nonprofit goal or they have a social good and equity goal. Um, that they're working with. And so it's it's kind of aligning the work that you do and, and unearthing that book within them and then helping give it shape. And then also one of the things that we bring to those relationships is also helping them understand how it fits in and what the possibilities are beyond the book to further develop and, and reach their vision. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about um, what ghostwriting is. Like, how do you define it? And and I see this as a, a, a very much a conversation today because we both are so experienced in this. Um, and I and I also think we'll come up with some interesting like polishing of how we both think about it because um, ghostwriting is so different, I think, than what most people consider it to be. Like when people learn about ghostwriting, um, some people don't even know what it is, first of all. Or if they do, I mean, most recently it's the Prince Harry situation. Like now this whole thing that ghostwriters write celebrity books is well known. Um, and statistically about 70% of nonfiction books are, are ghostwritten. So we have this idea, we being the broader society, that if a book is ghostwrite, ghostwritten, it means that somebody just hired somebody to write the book and they really weren't, you know, it's like I hire you and then I put my name on it. But that is not 
that's not how it works, right? So tell us a little bit about what does that mean to work with a ghostwriter in our capacity? Sure, there are those types of situations, but the way that we work with people, what does that mean? And how do you think about that relationship with the author? I feel like it's a really close, collaborative, creative process. Um, everything is always flowing from the author. You know, um, I think that the difference is people are called to write books in different paths, you know, and they're both beautiful paths. Um, a lot of nonfiction writers have so much expertise inside of them. They have a story. They have um, ideas that can change the world and that they want to share, but they might not feel they have an affinity for um, or the interest in or the time to sit down at a desk every day for months, you know, almost a year or over a year and go through that solitary journey, the sentence by sentence journey of building a manuscript, you know, and so with ghostwriting instead, you're taking a different journey and you're building that book more concept by concept through exploratory conversation with another human being that can help draw that out and, and bring everything to the surface. And then you go through a really close collaboration, refining it on that sentence level, making sure it sounds just like you, you know, the best version of you. So everything, it's still this very dynamic partnership. Um, and I feel like if you find the right ghostwriter, you know, where you have a chemistry as well, then it's like an alchemy, you know, like more can be brought up to the surface to share. I love how you describe that, Robin. And um, I can't remember the specific language that you used, but essentially that idea that it, it sounds like them, but elevated, I often refer to it as you amplified. So mm -hmm. it's when we, when we come in in a ghostwriting relationship, we want to capture that author's voice. And we also, I mean, we want to polish it and make it really that kind of best version. I think that's what you said, the best version of them, right? Um, and so there is there is nuance to that in really understanding and connecting with that author. And and to your point, too, there is, yes, so much involvement from the author and it can be tailored to what the author wants to be involved in. Right. So I know for me, I've worked with clients who want to be very hands on. They want to jump in and really like add their voice, um, maybe even further to the manuscript or even just they just want to work on it and then i've had other situations where an, a client literally made two edits to the entire manuscript wow. too so that's where i think it's important for people to understand that um it can be very hands-on it can be medium hands-on it can be less hands-on but where their biggest investment of time is is in that download and in the, the interview process. So can let's talk a little bit about that, um, what that experience is like for clients as they're working with a ghostwriter, maybe from, let's say you've signed the contract with the ghostwriter and you, you have a set start date, and then how does that unfold from there, from that first call? Sure, well, at least with us, um, we tend to start with just a few Zoom calls to kind of touch in and really talk over concept. And uh, well, I should say sometimes in some cases, depending on the book, we could have kind of a strategy session first. And that's something that you're so great at. Um, but then once we move on from that, we do a couple Zoom calls just to really talk over content at a really big picture level, just to get enough of a sense so that I can create an initial outline um, 
just, you know, an idea of where we're going. And then the client, the author, and I, or, you know, whatever ghostwriter they're working with, um, can look that over make sure that they both feel good about the direction. And from there, then we would dive into the more extensive interview process. And ideally we do it in person, um, three to five full days. So that is kind of the space where the author needs to devote more time, clear their schedule, but it's such a beautiful part of the process. I feel like that's where you really connect. Um, and I think it's one of my favorite things about ghostwriting is the ability to really um, get to see somebody, you know, and to just help like open up all these threads that they have inside of them and that they want to share, um, try and deepen it, um, you know, as we can and, and just, and lead around into um, everywhere the book is meant to go and explore things. And then after we do that, then I go back and expand the outline so that it really feels very detailed. It gives us a great roadmap for where to go. The author, again, collaborates there, make sure this feels really resonant to them and it's what they want to do with their book. And then once we both agree on that, then I would go into the draft writing over the next few months. And once it's ready to share with the author, then they get back in again and they help revise. And we can do a few rounds of revision until it feels really just right. So much attention is brought into the voice, you know, because it should sound like, the best version of themselves. So um, from there, then we would have it ready for copy editing and they can go through whatever publication process they want. Mm. Yeah, I I love the detail that you provided there. And I think one, one layer to that that I'll add is that um, we, for our team, we get, we give people instructions on how to work through that revision process. So if somebody's hearing that and they're like, oh, I'm supposed to then revise the book, like what does that even mean? That's something that we actually provide you with book revision instructions and we, we work with you so you understand what's involved. And then the other piece that I'd love to build on, you know, I 100% um, our goal is to create, and any ghostwriter's goal should be to create the book that they've, you know, they've been hired to create. And there is that space that a ghostwriter who has expertise has to hold where they're willing to push back if they need to, if something is not coming together the way it needs to, or it's not aligning with, you know, you, we, let's say that a client comes in and this book is supposed to be part of their, um, launch into keynote speaking, let's say. And so to do that, usually a big idea book, that's a structure, kind of a, a, a type of book, um, would be the best route. That's typically, typically a good launching pad for keynote speaking, but then they decide that they want to work on a really technical how to book. Right. So then we can, we can check in with them and make sure we're, we understand what their big vision is and how this is fitting in. And I guess there's some accountability on our side and a willingness to jump in and say, hold on a second, but we talked about this and let's make sure we're on the right path. And it's helping drive that project in a direction that that book will be successful to achieve that other thing that, that they came in wanting to achieve. I think that's a really important piece to working with somebody. It's not just like, you're the ghostwriter, do what I tell you, but I'm going to also trust you and lean on your expertise and we'll work through these and we'll come to a place that both I feel great about and I feel like you've guided me really well so that 
I can trust that if anything was off or not working, that we can talk through it. Yeah, I feel like that speaks to kind of that alchemy aspect, mm. which is like two people can really draw more out of each other than they, you know, would have alone. So, yes, yes, I love that. I love that piece of it. And it's hard to explain, I think, for somebody who's not worked with a ghostwriter um, or as, as somebody who's not been a ghostwriter that, I mean, you get to know each other so well. I mean, Think of anybody listening or watching, when is the last time that you sat down with somebody for five days and just talked? I mean, never. We never do that. You know? Yes. Like it's such a journey. I feel like whether you're, I mean, not they're very different journeys if you decide to write a book all yourself, you know, and if you decide to write a book with a ghostwriter, but they're both very transformative, I think, and they're both really powerful. You know, like you don't go through that journey without having some growth. Mm. Like both really large growth journeys. I yeah. Think. Growth and clarity, I think, is that other piece, especially for, you know, we tend to have a lot of executives, consultants, coaches. We have a lot of CEOs um, that see level that that tend to seek out ghostwriting. And what what they often say after that, um, those days is wow i can't believe how much i was just able to process and coming out of this how how much introspection i have and clarity i have about my business and about my my goals professionally and personally going forward again simply because i mean we're in such a um we're in such an exchange culture where it's like things are coming in things are going out i'm not sitting with my own thoughts i'm not being introspective i'm not processing verbally we also ask our our ghostwriting clients to prepare in the morning so they're asked to spend about 30 minutes reviewing the that day's discussion points and writing about it so there's that other piece of introspection there's so much there so even though, yeah, you're not taking that typical author journey that is super introspective, there is still that it's like condensed introspection, you know, it's still like mining all of what's inside of you, you know, it's that introspection, yes. the, like taking the time to be with all of that and you find things, I think it would probably be almost unusual to have someone not walk away from that interview process without making new connections and what they know and their experience. And I feel like, yeah, like you said, it's not really common for a lot of people to just kind of spend a few days like sharing everything, you know, um, like in such a full circle way with a lot of wholeness, you know? Um, and I feel like as we talk through those things, then, you know, it forms new connections of wholeness in how we hold it and can share it. Yes. The other piece of that, and this is an interesting, this is a really interesting tangent that I had not planned on discussing. So how, how we approach ghostwriting is a little different than how some other ghostwriters approach. This is not to comment on the quality of their work. There are lots of very qualified, passionate, amazing ghostwriters out there, right? But sometimes they do this a little differently. And one of the ways that people will approach ghostwriting differently is that they do it kind of chapter by chapter. They'll they won't do that condensed interview like we do, where we go in and we do multiple days at a time, but instead they will interview for a chapter and then they'll write it and then they'll interview for another one and they'll write it. 
what we do instead is we have that condensed interview and then we we schedule follow-up as needed so if there's gaps or holes or we want to check in on something um, but more likely we end up doing a second interview uh, after the first draft to 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 guide our revision process internally Um, and the reason that we do that and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this too robin is that there is something about that focused condensed and intense period of that download that enables those connections to be made both for the book for the business for the brand for the impact um but really for for kind of that whole scope like all of the things it gives you that perspective you're able to pull threads together have insights and really just it's a really profound thing to do it in a shorter period of time. So that's why we do it. I would love to hear your thoughts on that and what insights you have about the way that we approach it versus how other people do it. I feel like I don't think I would be comfortable doing it that way at all in a piecemeal approach. It's just um, one of the things that I love about ghostwriting is, is kind of the ability to connect deeply and go deep in ideas. And so I feel like without that wholeness of of bringing everything together, that vision, um, the story at the beginning, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like I would be able to hold their stories and their vision and their passion, what they want to share as in like a nuanced, really full bodied way, you know? Um, So I just wouldn't be comfortable doing that. I feel like if, if you want to do articles and things like that, then that would, you know, that's fine. But I just, I can't imagine even approaching it that way. Can you? No, no, I, I really can't. I think, well, the other piece of the process that we didn't talk about, it's a little bit more detailed, is that after the interviews, it's sent to transcription and we review all of those transcripts mm-hmm. and that's what we used to expand the outline. So mm-hmm. when you're when you're going through that process, Robin, the other piece to keep in mind is that our brains can only hold so much for so long. So if we're only doing the piecemeal approach, you're going to forget. I just feel like you're going to forget things along the way and it's going to be harder to make those connections. I think there's risk of fatigue uh, as a writer, as a ghostwriter in a way that's less likely when you have all of the content and you're able to access it and you're not having to do quite as much back and forth mm-hmm. and then the other piece just um this is a personal preference but i'm curious to hear what you have to say robin um my writing style is i always describe it as i retreat to a writing cave i don't want to talk to anybody i just want to do my work and then i want to emerge later when mm-hmm. spring has sprung and and bring that draft and so i think that there would be so much pressure on the writer the first draft is not pretty i would never want to share that with a client and so as a writer it gives you also some freedom to write that ugly first draft then come in and revise and have a whole new perspective and be able to really bring it all together and i don't know how you could possibly do that approaching it a different way Right. I agree. I feel like it wouldn't be um, my style of approaching it that way. I also feel like one thing that feels really important in how we approach interviews is really starting off with, tell me your story. You know, even if the book isn't about their story, it informs so much and it also allows us to really see them and start to um, have a sense of who they are in this really intimate way. 
you know, that allows us to then help open up what they do want the book to be about. So I feel like skipping from that big picture level and just going into these targeted places just wouldn't work out as well. Yeah. Agreed. That's also why we have this, this system yeah. down, right? <laughs> Not to toot our own horn, but no, just kidding. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, we've talked through the process, um, but let's talk a bit about how, some of the practical pieces of, of meeting ghostwriters and, and interviewing them and deciding on them. So one of the things I would love to give our listeners and viewers some insights into is what are some questions that people should ask their potential ghostwriter, whether it's us or somebody else that you're mm-hmm. considering, if you're, you know, considering working with Robin or you are talking with another ghostwriter, we want to give you some good questions that you can ask. So Robin, we'll start with you. What, um, what are some of those questions to ask? Um, well, first I feel like you could just ask what they feel they bring to ghostwriting. Um, of course, there are the considerations of investment and schedule, um, but also you could ask, you know, how are you going to ensure that you capture my voice? You know, because I think if I was hiring a ghostwriter, that would be one of the biggest questions on my mind. Um, I would ask, you know, how, how do you do that? It seems kind of like it could be um, a difficult undertaking, you know, and so how will I make sure it sounds like me? Um, And also, I would say not really a question, but what does your intuition tell you? You know, um, how do you connect? Just because I feel it's so important that connection between ghostwriter and author is so much, you know, and it fuels so much. You want someone who you feel very comfortable with opening up and sharing very freely. And you want someone who can be a close listener and listen to more than just the words that you're saying, but listen to what's behind that, the energy that you bring so that they can capture all of that and bring it into the page. Those are really, yeah, those are really good questions, Robin. Um, And then just on a practical level, I would add in, ask them about their, their, their niche. Like where do they specialize? And it's, this is an important piece that people should understand. If you're, let's say you're hiring somebody to ghostwrite a real estate book. You don't necessarily need to find a ghostwriter who specializes in real estate books. What you need to find is a ghostwriter who specializes in nonfiction, either how-to, big idea, more of those, you know, I call them not, very technically non-fiction-y, non-fiction books. Actually, sometimes bringing in a ghostwriter who is not super entrenched in your industry can be helpful because they push you to clarify things. They will ask you those clarifying questions. So what's more important is that people that the people that you're talking with or the person that you're considering has experience in like parallel, not parallel industry books, but parallel in the type of book that you want to write. That's a really, really critical piece. With Robin, I mentioned at, you know, at the top of this, it's really memoir and books centered on leadership, business, transformation, spirituality. This is our, our core niche. And I would say we get less of the spiritual pieces, really more of that business and leadership. Although I know you also take um, freelance work and developmental editing and those sorts of things. But when we do ghostwriting within within our work together, um, really it's in that business leadership. We've had a lot of really awesome pro- 
projects that are focused on equality, equity, um, and then our standard criteria is that the book puts good into the world. And so there has to be some element of the work that you're doing uplifting the world in some way. It doesn't mean that you have to be a nonprofit founder, but it could be that you have an idea that's going to create a positive impact in the world in some way. So that's an important piece. I have another thought too, but anything to add to that before I add my other question? I would just add, I feel like, um, like you said, it's, it's kind of, can they approach this sort of um, genre? You know, but I feel if, if it is something that aligns really naturally with work that they've done or their own passions, there's a magic in that. But also I feel like when it is um, a different space, like when I've been brought in with books that are really technical about uh, technology and business, I feel like it does, it brings in a fresh vision, you know, and it helps with that clarity. So I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And a good ghostwriter will also start to immerse themselves in the industry as well. So mm -hmm. I know, you know, if, if Robin gets hired to work on a, a book on, I don't know, like my mom always used the example of underwater basket weaving growing up. That was like her <laughs> default. So it's like a book on underwater basket weaving for scuba divers. And Robin has no knowledge of this. She's going to probably try to seek out a podcast for scuba divers and start, you know, checking out some industry publications and start to familiarize with it. But actually not being an expert can be really helpful. She just needs to know how to write that type of book. She needs to be an expert in that. The other piece that I wanted to add on to here is um, what's your background? What's your experience? And for me, this is, I, I add this because um, it's a bit challenging sometimes in the publishing industry because there is almost no regulation. And, um, and it doesn't mean that somebody has to have a degree in it to be great at what they do. Um, but if they don't have, you know, some sort of college or university training of some kind, they should have some kind of training and some kind of further professional development that, that qualifies them to do the work that they're doing. And again, that doesn't have to look like a university, but it, it should be some sort of continued educational program or something that allowed them to transition from a certain career or not having that background into being a ghostwriter or being an editor or whatever it is that they're doing. And um, yeah, I just, I struggle with this a little bit in our industry because it is so open, which I love. I love that it's open and I love that somebody can enter this world and grow in this world because I also started out not being a ghostwriter and I had to get that first project, but I was very honest with the clients that I took on that were my early books that, you know, this is new for me. Uh, I took a lower fee for that. You know, I... I learned through it. And so you as a, as a potential client have every right and you should ask about their background and understand what expertise they bring to that project. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's really worthwhile to explore what has brought them into this and uh, what qualifications, what education they have, and also just kind of um, like, why do they do it? What innate gifts have brought them into this you know how did they find their way here you know are they doing it on autopilot or do they love this is there something about it that they feel that it's the path they're meant to be on yes oh i love that's a whole other layer to what i just said 
So mm -hmm. one other piece that I will add, and this is a very practical piece, and then I'm going to move on to this next question for you, Robin, is um, how many books at a time do you write? I think this is really mm -hmm. important because there are a lot of ghostwriters out there, again, with no disrespect, um, because everybody has different talents. In fact, I have a a friend who's a ghostwriter who writes multiple books at a time. He is amazing. He does great work and that works for him. Um, but he has systems and processes to be able to do that. Um, but if somebody is charging a very low fee, that then necessitates them to write many books on top of each other. And so mm -hmm. we're going to talk about fees in a moment, but we structure fees for working with you to enable you to not do that because of our core belief that you can really only bring excellence to a finite number of projects that you're you're working on. So to me, that's a really important extra piece that's very practical. Yeah, um, I feel I'm just, I'm not an incredibly fast writer. You know, I feel like I value depth and I value attention and um, it takes time for me to sink in and to spend time with everything. Um, so I feel, it's important to just do one at a time. And if there's any overlap, it wouldn't be over the actual draft writing portion of the book. It would be, you know, kind of those tail end, those pieces of, of revising. So is, is that how you feel about it as well? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, that's how I've always done, even when I was book editing, although there was a period of my business where I I stacked a lot and I, I had to do things to make sure I was really fresh. You know, I'd take big breaks mm -hmm. during the day and kind of start a second work day, essentially. But I learned really quickly that, man, I was so exhausted and I knew that if I wanted to like be a functional human being and also do excellent work, I couldn't do that. So yeah, I love that piece. And it's important for people to understand that great work takes time. A shelf stable, stable book takes time, meaning, you know, this isn't a book that you launch once and then it's irrelevant. We want to create quality shelf stable a sustainable brand business tool something you can grow revenue streams out of something that will help attract potential clients and that is that's a journey it takes time and it takes your ghostwriter to have the freedom to be able to you know give the space that it deserves mm -hmm. so with that in mind i want to talk a little bit about fees um and i'm going to give a little bit of an overview of industry standards and then we can dive a little bit more into um, what to think about when you're considering that whether that investment is right for you in your business or in your goals. So industry standard, you can find ghostwriters anywhere from really low end will be anywhere from 20 to maybe 40, 50,000. Median will be that like 50 up to about 87, I would say 70, 80,000. And then we have the high end, which goes from around 90,000 up into the 120, 150 plus, depending on you know complexity of the project, who the client is, what scope is needed on it, the time investment. There's a lot of a lot of those pieces. And we generally are kind of like in the high, median to low, low, high. That's a really bad way to say it. But essentially, we, we tend to be kind of in that like 70 to 90,000 range, typically for books that people work on with you. That's our, our general spot, at least as of this recording. And it really kind of grows and shifts over time as we get more books um, under our belt and more amazing clients. So that's the range that we're in right now. Sometimes it's interesting. Um, 
over the years working 13 years in business and working with you for almost 12 at this point, um, it's always interesting to talk to potential clients. And we have some that are like, yes, done, send me the contract, let's go. And then others that really have to think about, and I'm sure a lot of this comes down to the budget available, is this is this a smart investment for my business? And so I wanted to talk a little bit, um, well, and, and another piece of that, not just is it a smart investment, but do I want to write the book or do I want to be the person that brings the story and the ideas and collaborates with somebody and create something with somebody else? And that actually is another whole piece to it. And then it's also, if you're considering doing it yourself, there's not just the monetary investment into Ghostwriter, but also the time investment, which for a lot of the C-level entrepreneurs, consultants, coaches, um, that time investment's actually a lot more money, <laughs> really, at the end of the day, and, and life satisfaction. So those are some of the things that, that people are, are thinking through. What, what would you add to that for somebody that's like, oh, I'm, you know, this really sounds like it's potentially a good route for me, um, but I'm a little stuck on whether that's something that makes sense and I should move forward with it. Yeah. I feel like um, I trust in people's intuition so much, you know, and I don't think there's any one path that is the best. Um, if people want, if they're considering whether to write it themselves or to bring someone in to help, I feel like, um, yeah, think of the time. Um, think of is, is the writing journey part of what you feel like you're meant to move through here? Um, do you want to spend, you know, I would say near daily time at your desk writing um, for a year, you know, or a little bit less. And that's a beautiful part of the journey. And for some, they more just want to share their ideas and they want to bring those out into the world. Um, if you're more oriented towards wanting to bring the ideas out and you're not very interested in the writing part or you worry that you don't have that skill set, I feel like a ghostwriter is a wonderful way to go. Um, but of course, it is an investment. You know, so I feel like you just have to do what's right, right for you and, and your budget while knowing that it does bring a lot of, um, a lot of new opportunities. Yeah, it builds it, it, that's such a good way to think about it. And I, I think one thing we haven't really talked about is there is an in-between, well, there's a couple of in-between options for people, right? So one is um, a developmental editor, which is part of mm -hmm. what you do. That would be somebody who is really jumping in and, and helping shape the book with you. Sometimes I think about that also as a co-writer. So that could be somebody that you, you're writing the main content, but they're coaching, guiding you, and then jumping in and helping kind of shape that book as it as it's developed. Um, the other, oh, go ahead, please. Oh, I was gonna say, sorry, and even just kind of a hybrid ghostwriting approach, which I've done with a few clients and I actually really love as well. Um, where they do want to write the book, but they also want help in the writing, you know? And so I'll jump in, I'll help them shape the book, develop the book, and then also write pieces of it aligned with their own style. So it just flows seamlessly. And that's actually really fun to do as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And I think the piece that you just have to be ready for going into that type of a relationship is making sure that you have the time to follow through right on that commitment that you're making with that co-writer, because you will be doing more of the heavy lifting. They'll still be lifting with you, but it's not quite the, the done for you. It's more done with you, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other option that people have is book coaching. And that's something that we offer as well, where you are, um, you have, you work with somebody it would be either me or Robin, and this person guides you through the whole process. And typically, you know, Robin mentioned a year writing your book for us, it's more, it's closer to about six months, five to six months, depending on, you know, how, how fast you write and how, how dedicated you are to your, to your goal deadline. Um, but that is where we really jump in and we guide you through each step. We're reviewing what you're writing, but we're not editing it in that sense of, you know, co-writing. So there are a lot of different pathways that, that people can take. And to your point on the intuition, you know, when I speak with future authors, they usually know what they need going into it. Like they have that knowledge already. It's more, I think sometimes we get on a call more to validate or to provide information for them. They, they feel this is the right path, but they really just want to talk through it and understand what all is involved and, and all of those kind of practical pieces. But, you know, to your point, it's, you know, yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you can listen and, you know, we won't be the ghostwriters for everyone either. You know, the right people come to us and every author that we take on, something really beautiful happens from there. So, yes. Yeah, that's a really good point, Robin. Um, We are not shy about turning away clients that are not a great fit. Right. And we do it with love and kindness and we always offer other resources or potential pathways. But we know we know what we're great at. Like we have real, really, really deep clarity in that. And so um, that, you know, that piece of maybe we're not the right fit, but we're going to do our best to help you on the path forward. But for those that are the right fit, what a beautiful opportunity for growth and introspection and, you know, creating this, this beautiful book. So if somebody would want to get in touch with us about a project, they can reach out to hello at stacyennis.com. And my website is stacyennis.com. Robin, I'd love for you to share where to learn more about you, your work. I I know you've been super active on Instagram lately. This has been a new (laughs) development I've been enjoying. So tell us your handle and where else we should connect with you. Sure. Well, you can read more about me on stacyennis.com, of course. I also have another website, prosestudio.com. That's P-R-O-S-E studio. Um, And I have started becoming a little more active on Instagram, but I don't want Stacey to mislead you. I have a total (laughs) of four posts so far. It is a new... new I mean, zero to four is like pretty, pretty good. Maybe by the time this airs, it'll have, you'll have 10. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I am doing more presence there. And so on Instagram, you can find me at Robin Bethel writing. Um, And spell your last, look, you spell, spell the last name for people just so they can find it. It's R-O-B-I-N-B-E-T-H-E-L writing writing yeah thanks robin um it's such i will say this not to be too sappy but um I, you know i mentioned at the beginning and i've said a couple of times we've worked together for so long and um it's been such a cool journey together i mean we both have grown and evolved so much and i mean we've traveled together we have um you know spent time as friends and time as professionals and um, really gain trust in each other and the way that each of us work and what we bring to the table and given space for each person to grow into that next phase of, of their life and career. 
And I just for anybody listening or watching, just to know that Robin is just a phenomenal human and somebody I deeply respect, as well as being a talented ghostwriter and developmental editor and all of the other things that, that she offers the world. So Robin, I'm very grateful to have you in my life and on the team and that we get to do cool stuff like this in the world. I know, it's quite the adventure and I love the different energies that we bring together to all of our work. Yes, 100%. Well, thanks so much, Robin. I appreciate your time and joining me today. Thank you, Stacy. This podcast is produced by me, Stacy Ennis. Special thanks to Daniel Alexander for sound editing and Katherine Fishman for project support. These two make the show possible and I'm grateful. You can always access show notes, including any links mentioned in this episode at stacyennis.com slash podcast. And you can connect with me at stacyennis.com, on Instagram at Stacy Ennis, or on Facebook at Stacy Ennis Creative. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Here's to building lives that are beyond better. Mm-hmm.